Well, the A's are hanging on by a thread in the playoff picture. They lost their 11th straight to the Seattle Mariners. Hopefully in a few hours, they will still be in the playoff hunt just for, you know, our own sanity. I've also got some Shohei Otani news that I feel like discussing. So let's get into it. You are locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 357 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's lost again. Chris Bassett was good. How is he looking in terms of his ERA in the AL Cy Young picture? Um, I'm going to go over what the elimination number means because uh, it's it's getting close. And I feel like we should all know. We, we all have a sense, but I'll just lay it out for you guys. Also, uh, the Mariners defense has been, I think, good. And I have a case for it over the last 11 games because the A's have lost all of those games. And then in the third segment, we're talking about the news that Shohei Otani maybe, potentially, wants to leave the Angels. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to get into why that could be a decent thing for the Angels if they actually pull the trigger. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But I also wanted to say thank you to everybody for making this your first listen of the day. There's lots of choices out there, but none cover the A's quite like we do. So thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. Still haven't decided on when I'm going live. Probably on Sunday, I'm thinking, because it's the last game of the season. Let's, let's share some memories. So probably Sunday during all of the baseball games at the same exact time. Uh, I'll be doing a green room. So that should be a lot of fun, but let's get into the the news of yesterday and today. And up until the A's potentially lose another game today, um, the A's lost last night, four to two to the Seattle Mariners. It is their 11th straight loss to the Seattle Mariners. And even if a team is a juggernaut, I, I don't know that it's necessarily, it, it's obviously possible, but to lose 11 straight to the same opponent, it, it's like twins and Yankees. That's wild to me. Um, and it's not a bad thing necessarily because um, the Mariners, I mean, it's, it's obviously a bad thing. It has cost the A's a chance at uh, a postseason berth. If they had split these games, the A's are in the postseason, but they're not. So obviously it's bad there. But the Mariners are thought of as a joke by most fan bases. and. They're, they're not going to be that for long. So this is just our early rude awakening, I think. Um, I'll get into that here in the second segment a little bit. But Chris Bassett in this game, he went three and a third innings pitched, gave up three hits, one run. He walked three, struck out one. Not as sharpest performance. Uh, the three walks, that's not something that you typically see from Chris Bassett. He also allowed those three hits. So six uh, people on base in just over three innings. Not necessarily a Chris Bassett start, but he only allowed the one run. So he, this is an early season Chris Bassett start when he would get into trouble and then get out of it and give you those five, six, seven innings. 
while you know keeping the team in the game, allowing two, maybe three runs, he was the bulldog. And that's the, the branding that I gave him earlier this season. He had that bulldog mentality. He was going to go out there and give you those innings. No matter how many people got on base, uh, on base, he was going to get you through the game and give the bullpen a chance and give the team a chance. And that's why we love Chris Bassett. Um, also, I wanted to point out that his ERA, if this was his last year, his, his last start of the season, his ERA is 3.15. He's got 157 innings pitched, uh, which is still higher than some of the top pitchers in the American League. So could he potentially get AL Cy Young votes, even though he missed a month? Maybe he has more innings pitched than Lance Lynn, who is the, there, there are four people, uh, he, his ERA ranks fourth in the American League. So he's fourth and Lance Lynn has like a two seven ERA. So it's a little bit higher, but he's also got like five fewer innings pitched than Chris Bassett. So is there a case? Not a strong one, but kind of. And also uh, Garrett Cole, who has like a 301, 303, 305. He has a 30-something ERA, and he's pitched a few more innings. He's got the strikeouts. He's got the sexy numbers. He's on the Yankees. But also, we know for a fact he was cheating up until June 20th, and his ERA is just slightly better than Chris Bassett. Could you make a case that Chris Bassett deserves to be in the Cy Young race? Yes, you can. Also, Frankie Montas, most war in this starting rotation. 3.8 wins above replacement. Chris Bassett was like at 3-2, so not quite as many wins above replacement, but the ERA makes his case for him. I think that the A's are going to have two, maybe even potentially three pitchers uh, finish top 10, maybe top 15. I don't know how deep it goes. Let's say top 15, because they got a lot of guys that went a lot of innings and pitched pretty well the entire season. So it's going to be an interesting race, and I'm sure I'll get into the nitty-gritty during the offseason. But I just wanted to say that as guys' seasons start coming to a close, let's shine a little bit of light. And so I thought that Chris Bassett with the fourth-best ERA in the American League and being right there with Garrett Cole – the cheating cheater that he is, I thought that that was, you know, something that was interesting to me. Um, also, as I said before, this was the A's 11th straight loss to the Seattle Mariners, and their elimination number is now two. So what what does that mean? If you follow baseball, you might know, but I know that there are a lot of people that don't know what an elimination number means. They know what a magic number is, and basically the elimination number is the reverse of a magic number. It is uh, how many games until you're eliminated from the playoffs, and the A's is two right now. So if they lose two games, they're out. If the Red Sox win two games, they're out. If the Red Sox win one game and the A's lose one game, they're out. That. That is uh, how dire the situation is right now. And everybody keeps saying there's only four games left in the season. There's four games left in the A season. The uh, Everybody else that is in contention right now, and the Mariners uh, also only have four, but everybody else above them, the, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, um, there's another team, I think. Uh, all of those teams are, they, they have five games left. They play on Thursday. So that is where that half game, if you're looking at the standings, that half game comes into play, um, being three and a half back with, four to play it's like four and a half so there is a mathematical way for the ace to still make the playoffs are they going to do it it's not looking great bob uh not bob melvin just bob the meme 
<laughs> so I just thought that that was something that was worth going into. Hopefully I explained that very, very well, uh, you know, like I do in general. Um, but coming up on the show, I wanted to take a look at just some of the hits that the Mariners have been taking away from the A's during this 11-game losing streak for Oakland because uh, it's been wild. So I'm going to give you some expected stats, and uh, I don't think that's normal. So we're going to get into that, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball, and you're going to find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You know that uh, the offseason's coming up, and the A's might do some things, so we'll be on Green Room to talk about that for sure. So be sure to join me this week on Sunday. I'll probably do it midway through the game. I've got some, some social media duties to attend to earlier. I'll be making some videos and stuff. So uh, make sure to join me this week, probably 2.30 or so on Sunday. And uh, we'll, we'll have a nice little Green Room conversation. So go download the Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Sunday around 2.30. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football to basketball to boxing to playoff baseball right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube. You can follow our YouTube channel. You can follow us uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts, any podcasting platform. There you go. That's that's the one I was going for. Any podcasting platform you like, we are there free and available, easy for you guys. Just hit subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, do all the things that you need to do down there. Um, and also leave comments. Comments are nice. I, I like interacting with everybody. So leave plenty of comments. Um, friendly comments. I will interact with friendly comments. Uh, trolls, not so much. Sorry, trolls. <laughs> also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. 
come. Also, once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, it it means a lot. So thank you so much to everybody uh, for, for making us the first noise that you put into your ears in a given day. Um, but let's get back into this episode. The Mariners have won 11 Street. I keep saying it because it's still true. And I'd really like to thank Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch herself, for splitting reality and putting us into this timeline because, oh boy, who would have thought that the A's would lose 11 straight to any team, let alone the Mariners, who haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. And no knock on the Mariners. It's just wild that the A's of all teams, this usually happens to like the Orioles or the Pirates or, you know, the Tigers, one of those teams. This does not happen to the Oakland A's. So, uh, Wanda, it's your fault. Um, so I wanted to take a look at what have the Mariners been doing well? And I went over that a little bit yesterday. Uh, they come in, they come up in big just situations. Guys on base, they hit better. Guys in scoring position, they always drive them in, it feels like. So uh, I went over that in a little bit of detail in yesterday's episode, so check that one out. But today, I'm talking about expected stats. What were the A's expected stats on some hits that were not hits? Um so I wanted to get into that. That two of these games was one was Tyler Anderson. Uh, that was on September twentieth. Uh, the, the A's had an expected batting average that game of one sixty eight. So not great. He shut them down completely. And then the first game of this losing streak, they lost four to three, and that was on July twenty third. And they had a one twenty seven expected batting average as a team, and that was against Yusei Kikuchi. So not great, but. And I said this on yesterday's podcast too. Their defense does not rate out well. I, I think I said it was 19th in outs above average. So overall, not great. They have got some some good guys. And somebody on YouTube commented that their defense is a lot like their offense. It, they show up when they're in the game. They play to the moment. And uh, I don't have stats for that. So I'll just take their word for that. Uh, and also thank you for the insight. I, I have no idea how to quantify that, but sure. I'll go with that. And I think that these expected stats or what the A's should have been doing uh, speak to that just a little bit. So I'm going to run through. There's a lot of numbers. Just pay attention to the, the expected batting average on these. And just keep in mind, none of these were hits. Just none of them were hits. So the A's lost five to four on July 24th. Uh, and they had expected batting averages of 790, 850, and 400 not turn into hits. The next day, loss, 4-3 to three, on July 25th. They had 760, 500, 680, and 480. Not hits. These are That's four big hits right there. You think one of those could have been in a big situation or you string four of those together, all of a sudden they win that game? Yeah, sure, of course. And it just continues. You got August 23rd, 600, 610, 820. These are highly probable hits that are just being taken away. And the list goes on. And on there's a uh, what just last night it was 410 and 370, not as high, but still, you, sh you should expect to get hits right there. Uh, the, the night before the 13 to 4 loss, that one was they, they weren't going to win that game, uh, but 470 and 890. Uh, the big one for me was uh, August 20 or sorry, September 21st, that was 680, 440, 660, and 520. That was four potential hits. Again, they, they, they do this three, four hits taken away with high hit probabilities 
each and every game outside of Tyler Anderson and Yusei Kikuchi starts right, that I already mentioned. They, they do this every single game to the A's. And I think that it's defensive positioning because it feels like they were making all of these plays. I had tweeted it out over the weekend when the A's were playing the Astros where they were just getting these little these little blue pits. And against the Mariners, those, those hits were not falling. The Mariners were positioned, I would, I would argue, perfectly against the A's. They knew where the A's were going to be hitting the baseball. And uh, it is hard to combat that when you're being pitched to a specific spot and then you hit it where they want you to. It's very, very hard to get those hits. So is it that the A's are just easy to figure out? Is it that the Mariners are just light years ahead of everybody in defensive positioning? Could it be that I'm making all of this up? Uh, all of these are you know, possible. I don't think that I'm completely making this up because this is just consistency throughout the board for 11 straight games. And it's not necessarily that the A's have been completely shut down except for the 13 to four loss. That was the, the one blowout. But other than that one blowout in the other 10 games, the A's have a run differential of negative 20. So they've lost those 10 games by a total of 20 runs, which is two runs a game, which means all of these games have been super, super close. Uh, one run or one run. They've got so many one run losses, three, <laughs> but it's either one or two runs for the most part in this stretch. It is wild that is it has continued because they're evenly matched. And the difference that you can see on the field just with the eye test is that these these hits that should be hits are being taken away and just ending rallies or stopping rallies before they start. And I think that that is something that, uh, you know, isn't talked about enough. That's something that you're not going to see by just looking at the stats in general. It's something that you see with the eye test and then you go to the stats to confirm it. And that is uh, what I think I've done here. And is this a usual occurrence? Does this happen all the time? It happens. I, I know that I've seen a bunch of high probability hits taken away in just other games. I went to uh, the, the Yankees series when the, the Yankees were riding high on their win streak. They came into Oakland. They won the first two games and they lost the second two games against the A's. The A's snapped their win streak and they went on a win streak of their own. And it was fun. Uh, that was a that was a fun time to be an ace fan. And in the first game, there was no no hits that were high probability that were taken away. In the second game, there was two or three. So it does happen, but this is like clockwork every single game. And I think that that you can find periods of time against you know in certain games where you're like, oh yeah, this one they, they took away all of these hits. But this feels more purposeful. It feels like they're doing this with a plan of action in place. This doesn't just happen, I don't think. So I just wanted to point that up for you guys as well and say that the Mariners, I know that there, there's a Broncos maniac or Broncos fan or uh, the guy in my mentions. Great, great guy. Uh, love interacting with him uh, on social media. Uh, he's like, they're the luckiest team in the world. And yes, have they gotten a little bit lucky? I think that the Mariners have gotten a little bit lucky. A ton? Not necessarily. Stuff like this really stands out. They come up in those big situations, as I mentioned yesterday. They're also a pretty good team, and I want to give them a little bit of kudos and just trying to break down some of the mystiques surrounding the Mariners because they are a wild bunch of dudes. They have fun differential as opposed to run differential because the run differential is still not good. 
<laughs> but anyways, that's all that I got for you guys on the Mariners. Coming up, I'm talking about Shohei Otani wanting to leave the Angels. Uh, what's that about? We'll talk about it. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's, and I will be right back. Did you know the Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. I've mentioned it before, but if you've missed the last few episodes, you got cookie dough chunk. This thing is absolutely amazing. It's a limited time flavor. You got to go before it sells out because I don't know what they do with these limited time flavors. They are always so, so good. And they're not there forever. So YOLO, you guys, you got to go to the site and pick up some more. And if that one's not there, then you can go ahead and get a mix box where you get two of each of their nine core flavors. If you're wondering what those are, you got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite easily of those nine, cherry barcia. It's absolutely amazing. All of their flavors are great though. And you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein. You got 130 to 180 calories, only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors. They're all healthy. They're all tasty. And they're all available at built.com. So use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube page. We are so close to 100 subscribers. We're at 95 subscribers. Video yesterday took off. Thanks, Mariners fans. Thoroughly appreciate that. Also, they were very, very nice to me in the comments. So they're like, yeah, this is actually uh, pretty good. This is the best that I've seen this put together. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. I don't dislike fans. I I don't dislike teams necessarily. There's a few. There's a few. If you listen to the podcast, you know who I don't like. But for the most part, the, the beleaguered fan bases, I am here for you. I'm an A's fan. I get it. I know what it's like to not have your team talked about ever. So I try to do my best to pump up those teams, those Marlins, those Orioles, those, you know, even the Rays, the, the Mariners. I actually like the Mariners a decent amount. They're breaking my heart right now, but I do generally enjoy them. I grew up with Ken Griffey. I get it. So subscribe to the YouTube, I guess, was the, the point of that. Also, again, one last time, thank you so much for making this your first lesson of the day. But let's get into... Shohei Otani just being unhappy with the Angels. This is a quote that was taken. It's been circulating a lot. Uh, I got this one from Sports Illustrated, but it was said to somebody at some point and then aggregated about a million times because he is a very, very popular player. So here is the quote that I got from Sports Illustrated. It says, quote, I really like the team. I love the fans. I love the atmosphere of the team. But more than that, I want to win. That is the biggest thing for me. So I'll leave it at that end quote. And uh, does that sound like somebody that wants to leave? Not necessarily. People are, Joe Madden said, uh, he also said that he liked a bunch of, there, there was all these articles written, like, oh, he wants to leave the Angels because they're not putting a winner if they don't put a winner around him kind of thing. Um, and they, they've got the talent to do it, obviously. They've got money. Um, but Joe Madden's like, yeah, he also said that he liked everything. So maybe you don't read into it. You could Make whatever your story, whatever story you want to out of that quote, I think. Um, and so 
I'm not going to speculate on what he meant or what his feelings actually are. I'm not involved in that. But I do want to talk about would it be smart for the Angels to potentially think about trading him? It, it wouldn't be because he's really, really good and they need pitching. But would it be, it, it would also be wise regardless of fandom and how much he pulls in and all of the all of that stuff. Would it be a good baseball on the field, put you in playoff contention decision? I think it would be, quite honestly, because um, he is about to win the AL MVP, pitching and hitting, doing something nobody's done. I mean, Babe Ruth, sure, he pitched and hit. Did he pitch and hit at the same time? I'll let that one linger. I feel like I, I saw that he didn't. He might, he may have. I don't know. But Shohei is at least the first person in a in a century to do this. So uh, that's a, that's a generational talent. You think that you can rebuild a pitching staff with a generational talent like that? Two years of control, cost-controlled generational talent? I think you could. I think you could have a have a really good all-around team if you could actually bite that bullet and trade Shohei Otani. We've seen Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich and JT Romuto. We, we've seen Marcelo Zuna. We saw the Mariners do this with four pretty decent baseball players. Who has power like Giancarlo Stanton? Nobody. Nobody. He was, all, he was also owed a lot of money. Shohei Otani. Not a lot, not owed a lot of money. Uh, I think he's going to get like five and a half million dollars next year. That's not a lot of money at all. And if you're the Angels, you already have a hundred and one million dollars tied up on three guys. You got Trout, you got Rendon, and you got Justin Upton making like twenty eight million dollars according to Spot Spot Track. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Why Why is he making so much money? Good for him, honestly. Good for him. But why? <laughs> <laughs> so in order to not push up too closely against the luxury tax, which might come down, we don't know what the luxury tax is going to be for next season. They have a hundred million dollars to pay everybody else. And between uh, David Fletcher and Shohei Otani, that's another 10. So they're at $111 million of payroll. They have 90 million, $95 million to play with to build out the rest of their roster and all of their depth that they're going to need and everything. It, it, just assume they don't have any pitching because I've seen the Angels. They don't have any pitching. The A's are like 15 and four against them this season. They, you just wait till you get to the bullpen. They're not, they're not great. And even with that much money to spend, if you spent that all on pitching this winter, would you, like, even if they got like Max Scherzer and you paid him $40 million, that is still 40% of your budget that you were paying to one guy who's going to make 30 starts. Is that going to be enough to put you in contention? I don't, I don't know. You need to have a bullpen that can also lock it down. What about the Angels in general? And I know Perry Manese and their GM is very, very new. They drafted 20, 20 pitchers in the in the draft this year and that's wild and funny <laughs> given their issues but what about what their track record suggests that even if they had all the money and they used it on the right position not not sounding like anthony rendon instead of garrett kohler and if they just had all this money and they were going to spend it that they would spend it on the right people they could have had robbie ray you know the likely al cy young candidate and they they said no 
I don't need him. I'm going to go get Jose Quintana because he was pretty decent three years ago. That's that's how they operate. So do they have enough resources to actually put a winner around Shohei Otani? I'm not positive about that, honestly. And if you're the Angels, are you trying to appease Mike Trout or are you trying to appease Shohei Otani? Obviously, you want to appease both of them because they're both generational great players on the same team and you cannot have they, they can't have a winning season let alone make the playoffs and i think that the reason that you try to appease mike trout over shohei otani is because mike trout is under contract for longer and he's not going to be testing the free agent market you're not going to have to ante up for him later on then again you're the angels and you're in that you you dropped the anaheim from the angels and went la because you want to appear in that bigger market. You want that LA in your, you know, uh, Chiron or whatever. Um, th that's why you did that. And so you kind of have to have those, those big stars in order to compete in LA. And so would that hurt them? Potentially. Would they be a better baseball team? I think that might be. So that could be a tough decision. I don't think that they'd make it, but I think that that would be a very, very tough decision for them to make if they actually thought about it. It's interesting to me. Honestly, I think that it's a fascinating conversation and uh, I hope to have the new Locked On Angels host on to talk about it at some point next week. So uh, subscribe to the podcast and maybe you'll be hearing that if we can get our schedules aligned. <laughs> um, anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. Again, thank you so much for making this your first lesson. For your second lesson, go listen to Locked On Bets. Make some money. They got daily picks, blowout specials, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. They do a fantastic work over there. Go make some money. But end your day by, or, you know, continue your day by making some money with locked on bets. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go outdoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.